to the scary basement. Each week, me and my friend Roxy are drawn inexplicably and supernaturally to this basement, which is full of taller than average mummies, a bat with three wings, some kind of goddamn jack-o'-lantern guy, and balloons that I didn't bring down here. I'm Mikey McCaller. And I'm Roxy Polk. Roxy, you sound a little different. Um, quick question for you. Have you always been a flat screen TV? Um, I am this week. Yeah, something seemed different about you. At first I was like, is that Roxy's hair that changed? But no, you're a, you're a t- on a TV being broadcast in from somewhere else. Yeah, and you, you know how I got here? Someone asked me if I would play a game with them. And I said, yeah, sure, I like games. And uh, now I'm in Jigsaw's VHS tape. And uh, it's not a fun game, right. let me tell you. When, when you heard somebody say, do you want to play a game? You thought they were talking about GoldenEye 007 yeah. or Super Mario Party. <laughs> Not find the key in the poop water. No, I wanted to be DK in Mario Party. Hey, we all have. All right, so you're in a TV this week. That's fun. Um, let's just move on and not think about it anymore. Okay, sounds good to me. Cool. Let's start out, as we always do, with the scariest things that happened to us this week. Roxy, what went down in your life outside the scary basement that spooked you to your bones? Um, I found a new phobia that I have. And oh. it, uh, it really sucks. It's very <laughs> upsetting, anxiety-inducing. It's called, what is uh... It? Knives? Okay. I, Why I'm would I guess? Not sure if I'm... I mean, yeah, sure, knives. <laughs> I mean, knives are scary, right? So let me see if I can pronounce this right. Trypophobia? Mmm, the 13. Trypophobia. Huh? 13 fear. The fear of 13. No, no, I wish it was that. Although I guess maybe you encountered numbers more than this, so that might be more terrifying. God, here, let me send you a link to it. It's hard to describe it, kind of, but I'm going to do my best. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thanks, Wikipedia. It's an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. It's not officially recognized as like a mental disorder, but may be diagnosed as a specific phobia if excessive fear and distress occur. Most affected people mainly experience disgust, but not fear when they see trypophobic imagery. A minority of people experience the same level of fear and disgust. And if you express only disgust or... This is a badly worded article. Basically, a bunch of tiny small holes in close like succession to each other, like a uh, wasp hive... Yeah, it's like it's like some like small like pores in like a an oceanside cliff or something. I've heard of this phobia before. Yes, yeah, it's absolutely terrifying. Roxy, what brought this phobia on? Why did you get a new phobia all of a sudden? I mean, it, it's something I guess I had just always been freaked out by, but it wasn't until like I don't know. I, there was like a post on Twitter about like, hey, here's a bunch of phobias because it's a uh, spooky Halloween time. Even though when this episode comes out, it's going to be like November or December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so I was like, God, that is very, like, I don't know, I can look at plenty of horrific things, Mikey, like horror movies and stuff, but I see that thing. It, I don't I don't know. I don't like it. I, hmm. I don't appreciate it. Is it because there could be eels inside, like tiny little eels inside those holes? That could be it. Uh, Wikipedia says something about how there hasn't been a lot of studies done, but researchers hypothesize it's a result of biological revulsion that associates trypophobic shapes with danger or disease. Oh, right. So it may be an evolutionary basis. Right, because you probably, at some point in your genetic past, had somebody who had too many eels in them. And yes, the eels exactly. ate them from the inside. 
Yeah, that happens. <laughs> well, it's like the thing how if water isn't running, like you kind of instinctually know not to drink it or something. Do you? I don't know that. I just drink whatever water is put in front of me. Uh, oh, okay. I'm like a thirsty cat. I'll just take a bowl and start lapping it up. So if you saw like a puddle of muddy water, you'd think, oh yeah, that's safe to drink. Lapping it up. That's very safe. <laughs> yeah. What about no, you, Mikey? What a terrifying thing happened to you this week. Roxy, my fridge light went out. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's the thing. It doesn't sound that bad, but like you open your fridge and you're like, is my fridge broken? And so then I start going through this anxiety pit of like, how do I fix this? I don't know how to, how to fix a fridge. I'm not going to get a new fridge. Like the fridge is just the default. The fridge is just there in the home. It should be a constant. It wasn't. All that so happened you was- you might have, like, a uh, expensive replacement ahead of I thought, you. Am I going to call a man into my home? And he's probably a killer. Like, he does, he's going to come in with a big toolbox. And he's going to put his toolbox down. And he's going to take that wrench. He's probably going to wallop me with it. Crush my brain. And then I'm dead. I mean, that's sort of like mechanic jumpsuit thing. We, we spend a lot of time with a killer who wears a very iconic blue jumpsuit oh yeah michael myers yeah what am i gonna invite michael myers to my home to fix something no that guy's an idiot he did learn how to drive himself that's true so did did you find the solution to find a replacement light or is oh no the answer is just have a dark fridge oh okay (laughs) i know know what i'm I'm sure okay i mean it's your life mikey you live it however you want if you want to deal with the dark fridge you deal with dark fridge i guess I'm happy to pick up a light bulb whenever I'm out, but uh, only if I can steal it. I'm not going to oh. pay money for a light bulb. Uh, I mean, it would be, are you going to go into a friend's house and steal their light bulb in their fridge? No, I'm going to go to fridge. Target and I'm going to open a light bulb box and I'm going to put the light bulb in my uh, drawers and then I'm going to walk out. Okay, just be really careful because if you smash that in your drawers, I think you... Uh, it would hurt maybe more than putting it in any other sort of pocket. <laughs> Can you imagine going to jail because you sliced up your genitals? <laughs> it's like, I can handle having my genitals sliced up, or I can handle going to jail. But I can't do both. Roxy, here he comes, our dear friend, the demon bot. Uh, he's not my friend. I you don't like him? That. Nope. You don't like him anymore? I mean, did we ever? You like it? Do you like him now? Since when do I'm, you like him? I don't know. We've been around him enough. I spend more time with him than I do many of my friends. Yeah, I'd say he's my friend. Uh, you, you do realize that he takes us down here so he can possess our bodies, right? That's his whole deal? Yeah, but that's not going to happen. Roxy, that was just hurtful. I am but a simple robot butler that only wishes to be your friend, even if I am also possessed by a demon that wants your souls so I can steal your bodies. I hope you stay stuck in that TV forever. Anyway, I task you with watching the 2004 film Saw directed by James Wan and starring Carrie Elwes, Lee Winnell, and Danny Glover. Did you watch the film? Yep, I watched it. I, yeah, I did too. I also watched the film Saw. Good, then you may keep your souls. Great! I'm not falling for it. Not falling for it this time. I am. <laughs> every You fall for it every week, Mikey. For now. <laughs> See, this is why we're friends. We've got like this this fun little like call and response thing where like Barack Obama would go up on the podium and he'd be like, fire it up. And the crowd would go, ready to go. And then Demon Bot will go, your souls are yours. And I'd go, for now. <laughs> it's just fun. I'm glad you're having fun. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Substitute teacher, Roxy. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, Roxy, for anybody who has not seen the film Saw, the original Saw, and who may be listening at the scary basement cellar door at this moment, what do you say we do for them a quick plot recap? That sounds wonderful, Mikey. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Okay, so... The movie Saw is all over the place, time-wise. So here are the broad strokes, all right? We've got a killer. He's running around. This is Jigsaw. He's putting people in horrific death traps and making them do frightening things in order to escape. The film focuses on Adam and Lawrence, two men chained up in a room with a man who has just recently blown his brains out in between them. Jigsaw tells Adam, a lawyer, that his job is to finally take action instead of just watching. Well, it's Lawrence's job to kill Adam before uh, 6 p.m. rolls around, when Jigsaw will then kill his entire family. While Adam and Lawrence solve escape room-style traps to progress through their saw trap, we flash back to when Lawrence was initially a suspect. Detective Danny Glover and his partner, Miles from Lost, find evidence linking Lawrence to the crime at a crime scene (laughs) where Jigsaw made a one-time suicidal man crawl all around in barbed wire. The detectives then have Lawrence sit in on the debrief of a drug addict named Amanda, who survived one of the traps of the Jigsaw Killer. In the flashbacks, he speaks to her through a creepy little puppet on a tricycle. Amanda was forced to kill her cellmate and get a key out of his stomach to escape getting a reverse bear trap to take off her entire lower jaw. As Lawrence and Adam's trust in each other ebbs and flows, we learn that Detective Danny Glover is still on the case, even after Jigsaw killed his partner, Miles from Lost, with a trap wire tied to gun triggers. Also, we meet Lawrence's wife and daughter, who are being held at gunpoint by Ben from Lost. Is he Jigsaw? That's kind of where I'm at. With Adam still alive at 6 o'clock, Ben from Lost goes to kill Lawrence's family. His dimes are now. But they fight back. Eventually, Detective Danny Glover enters and chases down Ben from Lost. Their chase leads to Ben from Lost eventually (laughs) shooting and killing Danny Glover. That sucks. Meanwhile, Lawrence, who hears his distressed family over the phone, finally gets down to it and saws off his own foot. He crawls over, grabs the gun that the dead man used to shoot himself, and puts a bullet in Adam. It's then that Ben from Lost enters the room, ready to kill Lawrence for getting his task done late. But Adam is still alive after that gunshot, and he beats Ben from Lost to death while Lawrence crawls off to get help. Then, the final twist. We learn that Ben from Lost was also playing a jigsaw game. So who is the actual killer? Well, it's the guy we thought was dead the whole time. That potential suicide victim was just a man in makeup. He got it all over his brain, and when Adam is alone with him, he gets up, tells Adam, game over, and leaves him there to rot. Ooh, this movie. That's how Saw happens. (laughs) That's a Saw. (laughs) Uh, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's a Saw. Let's call it a day. (laughs) That's what they say at the end of the movie. (laughs) That's the iconic line that happens at the end of each movie. (laughs) The jigsaw killer gets up and goes, hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's what I call a Saw. (laughs) It closes the door. Roxy, this movie Uh is... It's scary, but it's also lame. It's it's a little <laughs> it's more thriller. It's a little more thriller, I think, I guess, than horror. I mean, there's plenty of horrific things that happen, but kind of like it's more tension based, I suppose. I don't know. I don't, what do you I think? I don't think this movie had a protagonist. I think it couldn't decide who its hero was. Really? And I couldn't track 
who we're supposed to be following in this entire movie. It can't decide. It, there's there's a lot of potential candidates. Yeah. There's Lauren's the doctor. But then uh-huh. at some points, first of all, a very funny thing this movie does a lot is Lawrence starts to flash back, but he flashes back to other people's memories. <laughs> They're like, he's like, yeah, I remember when I was a suspect at the Jigsaw Killer. And then he flashes back to Danny Glover's memory <laughs> of like finding the crime scene. I can so see that. that. Yeah. I guess we spend the most time with Lawrence, so, like, if you asked me to choose someone, I'd say him, but Adam does get a lot of time. Um, and Adam then, gets a lot of time, Detective Danny Glover gets a lot of time. I, I don't even know what Ben from Lost, his actual character name is, especially since we said it so many times in the summary. If I ever knew it, I never know it now. We um, should 100% he, refer to him only as Ben from Lost. I mean, that that's all I He might as well be that. It's, if he was truly Ben from Lost, he would have been smarter about his whole ordeal, though. That's boy, the that's only the case. <laughs> sticking point. It's a, it's a, so we haven't talked about Lost on this podcast ever. It's my favorite show of all time. Yeah, I guess we haven't, have we? Yes, no. this is a, everybody needs to know this about you. Lost is very no. important to you. Nothing means more to me than Lost, including my wife and two children. Yeah, I mean, they died in that saw trap, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't talk about them too much, but, you know. Uh, I, I like I, <laughs> I like you working hard to preserve the mythology of the show. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, I've got a wife and two kids, and you're like, well, I'm not remembering that. <laughs> so you immediately yeah. kill them off. Good. Yeah, no, they're dead. They were killed by uh, Green Berets. <laughs> what? So it wasn't like a saw trap. Is that just what Jigsaw told me to try and trick me? Yeah, no, me? it was the Green Berets set up a saw trap. They do that. Oh, okay. This is a very deep mythology that's happening uh-huh. here. It keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all that is to say, I've watched so much Lost that when I see one of the principal characters, Ben from Lost, um, there's this movie does a lot of like, you'll see him hiding in the closet and you'll just see an eye. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the first time I saw it, I was like, well, it could be Adam or it could be uh, uh, it could be uh, another male character who I can't think of. In this uh-huh. movie. But because I've seen Ben from Lost so much, I'm like, oh, that's Ben from Lost. So it's like I, I was ahead of that before. I do kind of I, I did see this movie in theaters when it very first came out. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And so I, I did no remember idea. that I didn't remember anything of it but when i turned it on and saw that there was a suicide man in the middle i was like oh wait he's alive like that that part i was reminded of Uh but then seeing ben from lost was a joy yeah i had completely forgotten that he was in this movie because i saw saw before i saw lost i think so yeah that that was neat i was like oh man i had no (laughs) idea he was in this movie and then the the detective partner is also from lost yep miles from lost is his name it's the character he plays Yes, Miles from Lost. Michael Emerson is the name of the actor who plays Ben from Lost and also this film's Ben from Lost. And he's just a creepy man. <laughs> he really, he's good at those types of roles. Yeah. I think also just like the expressions he can do. Because like he has very large eyes, I guess. <laughs> so like yeah. apparently in real life, he's like a super kind, nice dude. At least I've seen from interviews and everything. But so I think there's also the dichotomy that he looks sort of unassuming that when he makes that switch to have like mm-hmm. kind of a scary expression, it like hits even harder. Yeah. You don't expect it. No. And I think that's like a good way to make, because he's ultimately the red herring, right? Like we see yes. him doing yeah. all the killing things and then we find out that he's playing a jigsaw trap as well. 
he's in the midst of his own saw trap. Yeah. I think also because his proximity to Lawrence, who was kind of the focal point of the trap and had an item placed to like implicate him for the traps in a different one, mm-hmm. you would think like, oh, yeah, he could easily get a hold of his pen. Like, yeah, he could do that. Oh, yeah. I steal pens from every doctor I've ever been to. That's <laughs> yeah, how I yeah. like make myself feel better about my excessive medical bills is I steal all their pens. So then I just feel like, okay, this isn't just my medical bills this is also my pen budget for the month. Okay, so you're getting one over on them and uh, saving uh-huh. two cents or however much. I would say I days. spend between three and four dollars a year on pens. <laughs> I mean, so, hey, that's three or four dollars you don't have to spend. So Right, that is two items on the McDonald's value menu. Yeah, that's it's thinking ahead. I am hungry. Roxy, this movie cannot pick a chronology. It's time mm. is jumping all over the place in a way that, yeah. like, they do go out of their way to have the characters say, like, that was five months ago. That was recently. And it's like, but what happened five months ago again? Like, they don't go from, like, furthest back to current day. They go from five months ago to today to five months ago. And, back. like, they jump back and forth. Yeah, it's more about revealing things gradually instead of it in a way that's like, hey, here's a plot twist. This character was doing that. Or mm-hmm. that thing that you saw from that other flashback was actually this thing. Uh, so it seemed more focused on, like, trying to make it into a puzzle instead of making it make sense or be, like, a puzzle you could really parse mm-hmm. in, like, a normal way that people experience time right. <laughs> interpretation. It is this interesting little... And, like, when I first started the movie, like, I knew there were flashbacks, but, like, seeing these two guys in an escape room, I was like, how do you make an escape room movie fun? Yeah, I forgot how much of it was, like, an escape room. And it's much more interesting with them, like, slowly figuring out the clues from the things in the room. I mean, they don't know it between the flashbacks, but I thought mm-hmm. it was cool how, you know, like you'll see the mirror was like a two-way mirror with a camera. And then <laughs> like that hint about the toilet. <laughs> oh God, that part's <laughs> so gross. Where it's like, obviously check the tank first, but no, he just sticks like his hand wrist deep into some sort of poop <laughs> water. It's <is> so yeah. <laughs> gross. <laughs> uh I one time went to a haunted house that did this. Like, oh, the, like no. part of the uh, the scare was like you had to get a key out, and it was like from a messed up toilet. But it was like the least scary thing because I just knew that it was like it's not real poop, and so I just reached in and and got it. And uh-huh. there was something about that experience that made this moment like not hit for me at all. I was like, oh, who cares? Easy. I guess. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Not you. I mean, yeah. I I suppose since you had had an experience where something like this similarly you had to do. So it wasn't an escape room. It was a haunted house. You said, yes. Yeah. yeah it was. Um, it was called Blackout. Oh, shit. Okay. I've heard about this before. You have to yeah. sign a waiver, I think, yes. right? I did yeah. have to sign a waiver and uh, because they would pinch you and stuff you would like go into the blackness and they would actually pinch you Yeah, the actors can touch you and there's like (laughs) blackout was very funny in that i feel like it would have worked better in the midwest it was like very like about the fears of sexuality like you are being confronted by sexuality like you'd walk into a room and there would be a man just like having sex with a supposedly dead lady and they were both naked and then he would stand up and he would like walk towards you with his dick out with his dick out but like 
he wasn't hard. <laughs> he was like really. He was like super soft. So I was like, so you weren't having sex. It was like I was thinking like you weren't I having don't know. sex with that prop. You're not committing to the realism of the right. I was like, it's not here. intimidating. Like a man walking towards me, he had like a a, a plague doctor's mask on and just his uh, loose bobbly cock. <laughs> I was just like, dude. I don't know. This doesn't freak me out. Like it would have freaked me I out if I wasn't. I guess it's supposed to make like, you feel more uncomfortable instead yeah. of. And I mean, also you're a man, Mikey. So I think a woman being accosted with that would probably have a different experience. Even if it was loose. <laughs> I mean, it's still not something I want to look at. <laughs> loose and bobbly around. It just feels like similar to being flashed on the street or something, though. It's kind of like I don't know. Yeah, that's why you have to sign a waiver. I guess so. Because yeah. of all the cocks. <laughs> I guess uh, now I know. Yeah, and, uh, well, I mean, poop toilets, I guess. Cox, poop toilets, and then there was also uh, a, a chainsaw man who was running around. Okay. I think it was like the idea is if you were like scared to put your hand in the poop water, then the chainsaw man would get you. It's oh, a he was a saw-like experience now that I think about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, saw, like, th- this movie has been so influential for horror in general, and like yeah. the certain subset that happened like in the 2000s era of kind of like the uh, gore porn movies like with Hostel and stuff that came out after it and like god damn every single Saw sequel which I, is just unwatchable for me I can't <laughs> can't do it <laughs> and e- even though it established so much stuff like that like the first movie is more tame than people probably remember because of everything that has come after it hmm. um, there's plenty of like nasty stuff that happens in it but it's not nearly as bad as you might think like you can probably recommend Saw to people to your who granddaughter. don't like... I mean, yeah, I'll recommend it to my granddaughter, sure. <laughs> 100%. To just uh, little little five-year-old girls who are sweet and naive and still think that the American dream is alive and capitalism will work for them. And, like, you show it to them and they're like, okay, so she got the thing off her head. Who cares? And she did it. Great. Good job. Good for her. I did. Did you have any traps that you specifically wanted to avoid? Like any any traps in this movie that like you were just like, nope, can't do it. Gotta go. Um, trying to think of all of them. The barbed wire one was pretty bad because it's kind of being able to try and plan that out seemed difficult because Mm. of how the barbed wire is spatially. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. You'd have to think of some other trick to other than figuring out oh, you, like the order you of how gotta, it goes. You gotta go feet first. You gotta you gotta grab whatever chain roof you can and then do like a pull up, but then like kick with your legs and then push out the barbed wire. Maybe that or like go around the sides or something and or like push it down instead think, of trying to go through it. I don't know. That one seemed what, like the least likely to be able to figure out something, but then it's also not a situation where you would be forced to kill someone else mm-hmm. in the way it's set up. Like, I mean, kill someone, I don't think I could do that. That that was my whole thing with the girl, with, like, the iconic image of the girl with the big metal trap on her head. Yes, yeah. When, she, when we got to her, I was like, oh, this one's really easy, because I thought that guy was dead. Yeah, if he was actually legit dead, that'd be fine, but... Yeah. <laughs> but then, Which is also, like, that's a lie. Like, cool lie, Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Cause she, she's not really weighing the consequences for that. If she, when she starts, she thinks he's dead. Like it, yeah. it's not until they're like halfway through it. Like it, is she? She's already doing it. Might as well keep going then, because he's gonna die anyway. That's a good point. If he was gonna lie, he should have lied the other way. Yeah, he should have said it was 
that they're definitely alive. And then yeah. she would have to guess if he was alive or dead. Because the point is choosing to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But uh, we also I- don't even know, like, why... Like, the morality of Jigsaw is so dumb. <laughs> he's just, like, a petty, angry dude. And the sequels kind of make him out to be, like, some sort of moral compass, which he is not. He's not punishing people <laughs> who are squandering things the, right. the way. Like, they're not people who deserve death. And a lot of times he just kills bystanders as a way to, like, manipulate the other people. And it's like, <laughs> what did those people do? What did they squander? Why don't they get an equal <laughs> right. shot? Like, what the fuck? So this first movie kind of just setting it up as, like, he's just a, a shitty, egomaniacal dude who set up all these traps. Because he yeah. sucks. He's, okay, so I guess the Jigsaw idea is that he has cancer, and his life yes. is ending. And so he's putting these people in the saw traps so that if they get out of them, they can say, like, wow, thank God I'm alive. Yeah, it seems like he's, I mean, saying it. Dying from cancer is petty is not what I mean to have it sound like, but him taking it out on other people in these ways is petty. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not yeah. that's not how you deal with it. And then I guess the doctor who's, like, cheating on his wife is just, like, he was his attending physician and he didn't like how he just sort of, like, is he the guy who told him he had cancer and that's why he doesn't, why he chose <laughs> him? It, it well- seems so inconsequential. That's that's kind of the interesting thing. It, I don't remember if they ever established how Jigsaw knows about Lawrence's family familial situation, but Lawrence is the that's only one. That's a good point too. Now that we actually, yeah, talk about that. I never I mean, thought if, about that. How does he know? If we had seen Jigsaw like learning about Lawrence, because here's the thing. Again, this movie and has da- no. Danny Glover is the one who hired the photographer guy. So how does he even know about the exactly. photographer? If Jigsaw had hired the voyeur and was like, that was how we learned, a, like, or rather, that was how he learned about Lawrence, that would make uh-huh. sense. Because yeah. Lawrence is the only character in this movie who really needs this kind of realize you're alive kind of moment. Yeah, he, we see him have an arc. Yes. Essentially. No, his, his wife is saying to him, she's like, you're not passionate. You're letting your life go by. I know you're not happy. Change something about your life. I don't care if you need to leave me. Like, do something and be passionate about your life. Being put in a saw trap is exactly what she's describing. And he's the only character who should be in a saw trap. (laughs) And he's the only one who we have no indication that Jigsaw knows he deserves to be in a saw trap. Yeah, there's no way he could know those things about him. I mean... (laughs) We only know that because we're the audience. Like, right. I don't even think the voyeur guy, like, he sees him walk into that room. But because you're having an affair, that doesn't mean you don't appreciate life. You know? Well, like, what? And also, no, he didn't, well, like, did he know he had the affair? How do you even know? Right, yeah. Was the affair the reason? Yeah. I, I think affairs generally tend to be, like, an expression of being dissatisfied with your life, right? You're you're with your partner being and then you need something more. yeah. But that doesn't but like, mean you're taking your life for granted, I guess. But her whole thing was, I know you're not happy and acknowledge it. And he was just, like, not acknowledging it. And he was just doing whatever. He was swinging his, his cock around like you were at the <laughs> blackout. <laughs> uh, he house. signed up for blackout and then he uh, <laughs> found the Elise on life. He was like, you can do that? Yeah. But he... I hate him. I hate I hate him. Like, I hate this idea that Jigsaw, like, saw into his life and was just like... Because I, I kind of like this arc. I kind of like this arc of saying, like... Yeah. You're not happy and you're not doing anything about it. It's coming out in this messed up way. It's coming out in this way that isn't a fair. But you need to, like, acknowledge your life and, like, really, like, 
value it more, that you like take it. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pissed that this movie wasn't better about Lawrence. <laughs> I'm pissed that they didn't like actually send him on an arc. Like he doesn't really like change anything. He just like fights for his family and the situation he's in. He doesn't, we don't see him reconcile. We don't see him like say, oh, now I don't have my foot anymore, but it's okay because I'm still alive. Like he loses his foot well, and then what happens? What happens the, the to The fact him? is that he, he made the choice to help somebody outside of his own self-interest because he's kind of just coasting through things, making his wife suffer through him, like not giving a shit. I guess he's like relatively attentive to his kid. It didn't really feel like he Mm -hmm. was. Yeah. He likes his kid making her suffer from that. Like it seemed like he was actually giving an effort towards her. Although I suppose he didn't actually check the closet. He just told the kid, Oh, there's nobody here. Don't worry about it. And then like five minutes later, she gets abducted because Ben from lost is actually in her closet. Even though she, she was like, there was a man in my closet who's scary, come get rid of him, dad. And he just tells her he he's not real. There's nobody there. He doesn't even check. So, like, we can 100% agree that if your child ever comes and says, there's a man in my closet, just give it a glance. Yes. Dude. Yeah. Like, even as a performance thing, like, that'll help the kid. Like, you don't just tell them, like, believe I, me. You make a big performance about it, even if there's literally nothing there. You're like, yeah, yeah. see? Look, really nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> So I suppose he wasn't attentive in the sense where, like, he couldn't even take, like, two seconds to do that. <laughs> this movie, it feels to me, like, has a lot of flash and not a lot of, like, hard work. Are we talking about the editing? The editing is wild. Because I hate the editing so much. It's the so editing awful. sucks in this it's movie. It's silly and just bad and horrible to look at <laughs> in not like a, this is a scary horror movie way. More like, this is just bad to look at. Why would you make a movie like this? Yeah. No, Nobody will want to watch your movie just by the editing alone. And that's the thing that continues throughout the entire series and something the series is, like, known for. Oh, really? horrible, fast editing technique that looks like shit. It looks really bad. It also does Even the video uh, game, Mikey! The video game even uses (laughs) that! I'm not even joking! (laughs) I wish I was! Uh, They they do this thing where they will say, like, when we find out who the Jigsaw Killer is, we see, like, all of his victims really fast, and it's like, I remember. Like, like they cut to flashbacks to, like, show us things. So, like, like, that reveal at the end, and the way the music crescends and everything, like, parts of it made me kind of, like, get chills to be like, oh, man, I remember how cool this reveal was. They did this in a really neat way. Like, I remember the first time I saw this, it sort of gave me, like, chills, and then they just started doing that fast editing, yeah, like, showing the flashbacks to the other killers. Why? What was the point? It takes away from the immediate action that's happening. Why would you do that? (laughs) What a weird movie this is. And apparently, so I was watching uh, YMS's video about the other Saw movies. He did like a thing about one through seven. I can't even remember how many are out now. I guess with Book mm-hmm. of Saw, is that eight or nine? I don't know. I think but apparently eight. one dude edited all of them. I apologize for not remembering his name. And he like directed oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you who it was. Who? It was uh... <laughs> Billy the Puppet. It was, He's real. It was... It is the monster on the cover of Less Than Jake's 1996 album, Losing Streak, is the editor (laughs) of this movie. Because he is a toxic monster. And I will happily send you a Photoshop or an image of him. This is what he looks like. Oh my, okay. Yeah, I just looked, I just Googled it. (laughs) Yeah, what? Okay. He's just like a green monster who's like, wow! He's very confused. (laughs) 
wholesome. He did a lot of, he did a lot, like, not fun drugs, but, like, the kind of drugs that, like, <laughs> you, you know, like pixie sticks. He did a lot of pixie sticks. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but so he, he directed one of the future sequels, apparently. Oh, cool. Which I can't even imagine how, when, then you have carte blanche to just plan as many of those as you want. I assume the entire movie is just fast jump cut, weird freeze frame things. Roxy, what would you say the the deepest fear is going on? What do you think is the big fear idea of this movie? And I will say, like, the the idea that we both don't really like this movie, (laughs) um, I I do think it is speaking to something. Like, it has spawned 80 sequels. It does have a follow-up that stars Chris Rock. Like, it, it, it is tapping into something. Chris Rock isn't just picking these movies at random. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on what it could be? Yeah, I'd say it doesn't really get to the appreciating what, like, being alive. It's more like, how far would you go to stay alive? Like, would Mm -hmm. you kill somebody else? It's just kind of like that question, and then just, like, copy-pasted, essentially, with many (laughs) different scenarios. They're basically boiled down to the same thing. That's what I was kind of getting at, too, this notion that, like, how far will you go? This th- There's this question of, like, bodily harm that I think is mm, kind uh-huh. of ever-present that is, it, it kind of gets into, like, a body horror thing, this notion yeah. of, like, how much destruction can you do to yourself, both from, like, the barbed wire guy and the cutting off the foot man that, <laughs> that we, we see. Yeah. So, like, would you be able to do that? Can you cut up your own foot? Can you kill a person? Uh, and that's why I think this yeah. movie is closer to Jackass than it is to horror movies. I can see that. I mean, the ending makes it seem more like that, that's for sure. The ending is very jackassy. <laughs> oh, the editing, I guess. Oh, the and ending they, they- when, uh, you don't remember when Johnny Knoxville gets up and says, game over, and locks Steve-O in a room to rot? Oh, yeah, right after uh, Steve-O brains that dude with a uh, the top of a toilet. <laughs> yeah, Uncle <tank>. Vito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Jackass in my life. <laughs> dude, I'm, I want to get back into Jackass. I'm sure somebody's the put them up online. It, was that an MTV show? Boy, was it. Okay, yeah, a lot of those. Canonical and- MTV show. <laughs> Canonical? Yeah, no, th- there's, there's a lot going on in this movie that is just like, if I was in that situation, I would just be like, I'm out. Like, I just can't comprehend it. It almost, in a body horror sense, gets into the Lovecraftian horror of, like, this is too big for me. Hmm. Okay. Like, for you personally, The question right? of, can you saw off your foot to get out of this situation? I'd be like, no. And there's nothing I can do. And it's and it's just like, it's over. That guy wins. I'm going to die. I would die. just keep thinking there's a different, situa- a different solution. Like, there's got to be something I could do. And I would keep thinking that until the time runs <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you keep thinking that in terms of a Cthulhu monster rising from the deep? Uh, where it's like an unknowable horror? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think for me personally that analogy necessarily is, is how I feel about it. Because I think it. my reaction would be exactly the same. I'd just be like, well, guess I'll just sit down and wait until whatever's going to happen happens. Uh, so there's something that the second movie does, which like for chopping off your foot like you can also just break your foot to get it out of there that's something that the second (laughs) movie does so i would keep thinking that there's a different solution to it especially when it's got an escape room set up and i would think you would think something like this too mikey with all the like survival horror video games we've both played i do like solving puzzles that's just like where my brain goes i'm like okay what's the logic of this puzzle that's been divine Mm. not divined that's been constructed here because somebody constructed a puzzle 
So it's got to be a way to break out of it or something. Jigsaw is not Cthulhu. He's not all-knowing. He's not all... He's not a cool being who you literally can't comprehend, I guess. <laughs> you're, you're giving Jigsaw too much credit. But if you're in a position where it's like, reach into the acid to get the key, I'd just be like, it's the same. It's like, reach into the acid to get the key or climb Cthulhu and stab the blade of undoing into his beastly heart. Like It's like, <laughs> okay, uh, just why even tell me the solution? There's nothing I can do. I'd say, yeah, I guess I just keep thinking about the puzzle aspect is what I would do. But also, if I if there was literally nothing else you could do except for follow the instructions, like you're saying, yeah, I couldn't put my hand into vat of acid. I, no. I could not do that. Acid's scary. Yeah, it would super mega hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy, do you have a big time question for me? Yes, I do have a question for you, Mikey. Okay. So what fictional character would you put into a saw trap? For whatever reason or motivation you might have. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm really ready. I'm very excited. Because you just like, giggled when you when I gave you the question. I, did. I was like, okay, I can't <laughs> wait. Well, this, this is going to be good. I would put into a saw trap uh-huh. Tony Hawk. <laughs> Tony Hawk, okay. He's so cavalier with his life, doing 900s, uh-huh. constantly putting himself in line for injury. He needs to learn to appreciate what he can do. So I would dangle him off a skyscraper with nothing but a skateboard and drop him. And if he can time his jump correctly, where he jumps off the skateboard just before he lands on the ground, he can live. Ooh, okay. Does he have like a parachute or something? No. That will deploy? Oh, okay. No, it's like, okay, so picture picture you're on a, it's like a Mario thing, okay? So there's like a platform okay. and Mario is standing on the platform. And uh-huh. it's like, if the platform hits the ground, it kills Mario because he's just like terminal velocity, right? Okay. But if he's falling and he's still standing on the platform and just like a second before he jumps off, then it's just like a tiny little jump. It's just like a okay, jump Okay, so the it's ground. video game rules. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> oh, to be clear, this is video game Tony Hawk. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that makes much more sense. Because uh, when you say fictional character, Tony Hawk, it, it literally wasn't until I was saying this, I was like, oh, Tony Hawk's a real yeah, person. Yeah, actually, <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, video game, Tony Hawk. It's just irresponsible. He's got a family. I know he wears a helmet, but you can still faceplant and... I mean, he's still, like, doing tricks and stuff. It's irresponsible. He's he's gonna be riding forever, Mikey. You can't stop him. <laughs> Roxy, who would you put into a saw trap? Um, so I guess I kept, like, harping on the puzzle aspect of it. So I was thinking it would be fun to put Sherlock Holmes in one of Jigsaw's traps to see oh. how fast he could figure it out. I like that. I think that would be a lot of fun to witness. He, he didn't do anything wrong. I just know he won't die from it. <laughs> fun to see. <laughs> and also, if he's, like, going toe-to-toe with Jigsaw, if Jigsaw himself is there, uh, I'd like to see him get owned. Because he thinks he's so smart, so I'd like Absolutely. to see him be like, I just did this in two seconds, and uh, I figured out your whole <laughs> deal. <laughs> or, I mean, listen, if we go with the Stephen Moffat Sherlock. Oh, uh-huh. His whole thing is he's not living his life well. He's so focused on mysteries that he can't even ask out the cute girl at the lab who likes him. It's been so long since I've seen that. I don't remember it that well. Those also kind of suck. Yeah, I'm not a Moffat fan. Uh, Yeah, he can go to hell. Roxy, (laughs) on a scale of one to nine, because 10 does not exist in the scary basement, how likely are the events of Saw to happen in real life? I I said three out of nine, just because Mm -hmm. I'm like... Yes, somebody would kill someone for petty reasons and try to justify it as it being some sort of moral good or mm-hmm. 
or irony, but also the traps that you would have to set up, the time you need, the facility, the <laughs> the leases you would need to buy. <laughs> uh, I don't think all that could happen. You know what? It, the moment you said that, I, I actually have written down a five here, but I oh, think okay. it's less. I think it's probably closer to a three, too, because the moment you said, like, I believe somebody could kill somebody for, like, petty moralistic reasons, and I was just like, I don't think they could. I think normal people are not smart enough to do that or care it's enough. Like whenever I watch like, again, I guess. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's like, sorry. It's like these intangible reasons for like the the Joker's reasons for destroying Gotham is just like this city needs to learn that order is a lie. It's like uh-huh. no, you kill people to rob a bank. Like you have a tangible reason. You don't care <laughs> about these like gr- nobody needs to waste their life. Shut up. <laughs> Buy a lottery ticket and leave us out of it. I also will say that while everything is realistic in this movie, the idea that Jigsaw has cancer mm-hmm. and he is able to do all this, it's like, no, his yeah, energy is too. zapped. Yeah, that's he's another tired. aspect. <laughs> he's yep. either going through chemo or he's dealing with medical bills, which is like, even with the best insurance, a process. Like, he doesn't yeah. have time to make a barbed wire trap. Get out of here. This movie is the least realistic movie we've watched yet. I mean, yeah, you know, in the mouth of madness with the uh, hell demons, it's uh, much more realistic, I'd say. Yeah, because people write books. Yeah, they do. And write go books. insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they do go insane too. Roxy, last week you and I made a bet uh-huh. as to how many times the line "Who are you?" is said in Saw. I remember us saying a lot, like when they're in a Saw trap, they would be like, "Who are you?" Yeah. You said that line would be said two times. I said Mm -hmm. four. The answer? You ready for this? What's the answer? Two. Oh! You're, like, really good at these beds. Apparently. Maybe I've seen too many movies, so it's, like, Uh, my lizard brain. I did a control F on the script, on the Saw script, for who are, and scrolled through, and it was just the two times. Um, Who are is in a couple more times, but I did make sure it said, who are you? Oh, said. Twice. So, congratulations, Roxy. Yay! You won. Do I get something cool? <laughs> I don't remember what Demon Bot said the bet was. Oh, yeah, I guess we're still tallying it up, so never mind. Yeah. We'll figure At some it out point, sometime. Maybe. One of us is going to be killed, probably. <laughs> Whoever has the lowest score in 30 years. <laughs> we'll just keep going. So, if we keep it up, then uh, right. there will never be a final score, and nobody right. has to die. Oh boy, here he comes to give us the next movie. Demon Bot! Demon Bot. Congratulations, you successfully survived Saw. Your souls are yours for another week. For next week, I am struck by holiday cheer, so you must watch the 2015 film Krampus, directed by Michael Doherty and starring Adam Scott, Tony Collette, and David Kochner. If you do not, you shall be placed on the naughty list and Krampus will take away your soul so I may claim your bodies as my own. Okay, so for next week, we are going to watch Krampus, our holiday spectacular. Ooh, I can't wait. Roxy, are you going to bring sleigh bells to Jingle Jangle while we record next week? Uh, Yeah, and a uh, Santa hat and a Christmas sweater. So Christmas time, Christmas time. In the uh, spirit of Krampus and Christmas, I'm gonna give you a bet for next week. The bet for next week is how many times does somebody in the movie say the word Mary? Mary. 
M-E-R-R-Y. Yeah, because I, listen, I haven't seen this movie. I'm picturing Krampus saying a lot of, like, Mary stab miss and then stabbing somebody, you know, like doing uh-huh. a lot of Mary blank miss uh, puns. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to say four. I'm going to say we hear four Marys spoken aloud. Okay. I'm, I'm going to hopefully overshoot. So I'm going to say eight, which I'm not trying to throw because that demon bot might try and call some kind of then you would die, thing on that. To be clear, you well, shouldn't throw this. We got, we got to get a tie though, right? Is that the goal? Get a tie? Anyway. God, I feel like at that point. We would both die. But he, he doesn't have two souls, though. It's okay, Roxy. We're going to have to do battle with him. Okay. All right. Well, fine. Then I'm going to be in it to win either, it. I'm going to guess eight. <laughs> either you're going to have to do battle to save my soul, or I'm going to have to do battle to save your soul. Okay. And I don't know what that's going to look like yet. So there's a fight either way. Gotcha. <laughs> Start planning right. this now, week. The pact has been sealed. I mean, the bet is confirmed. Whoever is closest to the number of times the word Mary is used shall be declared the winner. The winner will get a personal tour of my snow globe collection. The winner will get a personal tour of my snow globe collection. Roxy, before we get out of the scary basement, let's talk about something light, something happy, something joyful. What is making you happy this week? Um, so I actually started watching a new TV show uh, that's making me Ooh. really happy. It's Ted Lasso. Oh, Ted Lasso's nice. He's <laughs> and I don't nice even man. care about like football. It's it's extremely well written, very empathetic, and just like you'll you'll laugh, you'll cry, <laughs> you'll cheer. <laughs> it's great. I think it I don't want to expound too much on it because I don't want to like give spoilers and I think people should experience it for themselves. But uh mm-hmm. God, even just saying like, oh, it's a feel good show it feels too simplistic. Mm-hmm. Just basically, if you've read the summary or seen trailers, you don't have to care about football to enjoy it. Um, just give it a shot. Give the first episode a shot. If you don't like it, then I guess it's not for you. But uh, I find it would be very hard to not like the first episode. The main character is extremely likable. Roxy, did you, because I know this episode has a lot of people divided one way or the other. Did you like the episode where Coach Beard puts Ted Lasso in a saw trap? Um, you know, it was a big genre shift, but it was very bold. And the way his positive attitude just disintegrated the trap, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> have thought it possible, but he did it. Yeah, I thought it was very cute. So thematically, I thought it was pretty on point. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mikey? What's making you happy? This is going to sound weird, but cold showers. Okay. Roxy, I have started taking exclusively cold showers because I feel like I'm not a disciplined person. All and right. I am building up discipline by saying like, this makes me uncomfortable, but I'm doing it anyway. And I am learning, training myself to be the type of person who then when I'm at the gym, when I'm writing, when I'm confronting my parents or family or uh, significant others, I am able to do the things that I am uncomfortable doing that I know that will be better for myself and others. I am fucking ripped now, Roxy. I've got 10 muscles where there used to be none. Wait, because the cold showers made you more disciplined to go to the gym? Absolutely, they did. Okay, man, who knew the secret to life was cold showers? I've been doing it wrong this whole time. Uh, I've been saying this like a bit, but it actually has changed a lot for me. and It's really cool and good. Really? Okay. I think especially in L.A., that was something I remember doing, like, just during summertime, because your body heat is just going to get elevated by going outside. It's like you oh, don't need true. a hot shower. 
hot shower just going to make it unbearable. If that were the case, then you'd have to take a hot shower. I guess whatever yeah, so shower you're is acclimated. uncomfortable. Oh, I guess that too. Yeah. Roxy, before we get out of here, I'm going to grab a water real quick. Do you want anything? What the hell? Mikey, it looks like you've got a chain around your foot. And I do too? Roxy, we're trapped here. Mikey and Roxy, you are locked down here. And if you want to survive, you'll have to play my game. We should probably get up and walk around every once in a while. We're down here. Make it easier to notice when we're, you know, chained to something. Jeez. Within this room are two keys. To escape, you'll need to find them. Oh, you mean these keys? Where did you find those? They were in our sandwiches. I was like, why is there a key in this? Yeah, Roxy, you got really mad at that intern for giving you a sandwich with a key in it. I'm free! You were supposed to swallow each other's keys. Uh, yeah, we weren't going to eat keys, dude. And actually, I'm doing like an intermittent fasting thing, so I didn't even eat my sandwich. Well, this is disappointing, but your key, Mikey, is lost. Oh, hey, uh, the one key works for both locks. It does. Looks like it. I'm free, too. Did you buy two locks at the same store? Yes, at CVS. I can't believe it. One mistake, and the whole saw trap falls apart. Hey, sorry we got out of your saw trap so fast, Zigsaw. Mikey, he tried to kill us. Why are you apologizing to him? Because I want Jigsaw to like me, Roxy. I want everyone to like me. Jigsaw, you must be used to this by now, right? I can't imagine every saw trap went off without a hitch the very first time. No, some of them didn't work great. But I put a lot of time into this one. I quit my job to make it. Do you have a job? I do Postmates sometimes. Hey, is there anything I can do for you, Jigsaw? There's a saw in the corner. Can you? Can you cut off your foot? Hey, you got it, big guy. You're not cutting off your appendages, Mikey. It's too bad that your plan fell apart, Jigsaw, but that is not on us. Well, the whole spoil sport Roxy over here won't even let me cut off my own foot. Maybe I could help you trick somebody into a new saw trap. Would you like that? That would be cool, actually. You got it, bud. No, Mikey, you're not helping him saw trap anyone else. What the heck is wrong with you? I'm putting my foot down. Can you saw it off first? Get out of here, weirdo! You're a puppet! Hey, you know what, Jigsaw? I screwed up your plans. I at least owe you a beer. What do you say we go tie one on? I'd like that. Roxy, you in? No! All right, Jigsaw, you feeling more like a dive or more like a wine bar sort of night? Which one has more ladies? It would be cool to meet someone. Well, dive bar it is. It's been a while for old Jigsaw. Oh, hey, before we go, Demonbot usually hires a monster to guard the cellar door and prevent our escape. Don't worry. This week it was a mummy but he is trapped in a cage with nothing more than a plate of barbed wire spaghetti. He will have to eat it all to find the key. That trap doesn't even make sense. I think this is just his kink. It is ironic they do not realize that the greatest saw trap is the scary basement itself. Wah ha 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 ha. I need to work on that laugh.